want your cat to live a long, happy life, free from cancer, kidney disease, and other unnecessary illnesses that create such suffering? Well, 50 years ago, I discovered the secret of raising healthy cats who live up to 23 years or more and die naturally of old age. Let me share it with you. What we feed our animals from birth onwards determines the lengths of their lives as well as the quality of their health. And don't be deceived by all the quasi-scientific language that you see on pet food packages promoting how excellent they're supposed to be. They are not, no matter how much you pay for them. It's little wonder that our beautiful creatures die early from all sorts of dreadful illnesses, none of which are normal experiences of natural aging. You see, just as the human world is full of manufactured packaged convenience foods and pharmaceuticals, all of which do far more harm than the public realizes, so is the pet world filled with junk that we're urged to feed our cats and dogs on. I learned all of this 50 years ago thanks to a cat named Mistletoe. She was a beautiful little Siamese who gave birth to two litters of perfect kittens. But mistletoe was not strong. So I took her to the vet who told me that she needed an injection of anabolic steroids. Well, it helped for a while. But two months later, I had to take her to the vet again for a second injection, and this made me furious. My anger led me to read everything I could get my hands on in my attempt to discover what natural foods cats, and I mean cats from tigers and lions to tiny kittens, had been eating since millennia. Before long, my searches led me to Dr. Francis Pottinger, MD's unparalleled research into animal health. Known for his success healing humans, Dr. Pottinger believed that given half a chance, any living body, be it human or animal, is capable of healing itself naturally. For 10 whole years, he carried out clinical trials on 900 cats, whom he and his team monitored down nine generations. This is what he did. He split them into two groups. To group one, he fed only raw meat, including organ meats, bones, raw milk, and a little cod liver oil. To group two, instead of raw, he fed the same foods cooked. Group two got cooked meats, pasteurized, that is, heat-treated milk, and cod liver oil. Then he traced the health and behavior of both groups down this amazing nine generations. And... All of the foods he fed his cats were organic, of course, because back in the 1940s, when he carried out his research, every, everything was organic. Okay, group one cats who got only raw food became healthier and healthier with each year that passed. They had no birth problems, nor did they develop any health problems during the nine-year period of the study. Now, these fortunate cats died late in life from simple old age. Meanwhile, group two cats, who got the same food except that it was cooked, they started developing health problems right from the first generation, including the death of kittens and small litter sizes and poor mothering behavior and scruffy coats, you name it. 
Even the second generation of this group two, fed on cooked meats, started to show signs of allergies and gingivitis and inflamed joints and dermatitis and poor vision and skeletal malformation. Their fertility dropped, as did their litter size. Perinatal mortality increased. Their calcium bone density fell from 17% at the beginning of the research to 4% by the, by the time the fourth generation arrived. You know, even the behavior of the group two cats was affected. They became more aggressive to handlers and to one another, so that by the ninth generation, many of the group two had become sterile. And because by then they had stopped reproducing, Pottinger's trial had to be stopped. Meanwhile, Group 1 cats continued to thrive. Learning about Pottinger's work was all it took for me to decide that my beautiful little mistletoe was never again going to be fed from any form of so-called cat food, whether it be in a can or dried, ever again. So she would never have to go to the vet again. I was determined, and you know what? She never did. I started feeding her entirely on a little cod liver oil, raw milk or cream, raw organic meats and offals, including liver, things like wild rabbit, as well as a source of minerals, which I call cat pate, which I make myself in a Vitamix by grinding up organic chicken carcasses with a bit of water. Little mistletoe went from strength to strength and never looked back. She finally died at the age of 22. She was never sick. One day, I noticed that she was not interested in eating anymore, but she still wanted to drink water. In another three or four days, she no longer wanted to drink. She spent more time alone resting, but she still wanted to be held and and given love. When she was ready to let go, she died in my arms, calm and peaceful. Mistletoe not only taught me to reject all of the propaganda which tries to convince us that our animals need manufactured foods and pharmaceuticals to stay healthy, far from it. She even taught me about the nature of dying itself. It can be a peaceful blessing surrounded by those who love you, whether an animal or a human being. What I learned from mistletoe half a century ago has stood me in good stead. Since then, I've raised and nurtured many vibrantly healthy cats and other animals. You know, with each day that passes, I still give thanks for all that my animal friends continue to teach me. This is not only about how to help them stay healthy and lifelong. They've taught me to listen to their own innate wisdom and never to assume that as a human being, I know better than they do. I've come to love and respect them in ways I once would never have dreamed possible. You know, I suggest you read the wonderful little book that Pottinger wrote about his research with 900 cats. It's called Pottinger's Cats. I think you can find it for free on the internet, too. It just might change your life for the better, as well as the lives of your beloved creatures. It's most certainly changed ours. (laughs) 